You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I am finally getting caught up, kind of, on episodes that were recorded at the end of the year. So we just came off of a weekend of our first live event that if you've listened to the beginning of the podcast episodes, you'll hear that we were planning for one back then. (laughs) It didn't happen. COVID happened and it kept getting delayed and eventually just got canceled. So we just had our first one and it was absolutely incredible. My heart is still overflowing. The amazing community that we have all co-created online absolutely translates into real life. It was a blast. Can't wait for the next one. And so here is an episode that was supposed to be released earlier this year. And I just got, I got sidetracked. It's totally my fault. Anyway, here we are. This episode with Tiffany and Shahana in Indianapolis is just so full of so much good stuff. You want to hang out and listen to the whole thing. Yes, it's longer than most of our episodes, but there are lots of good reasons why. So you're going to hear how they borrowed 100% of the money needed from a private money lender in our community, how Shahana has been on this journey for over a decade, and how our community helped her really get into action and get the outcome she wanted, how their fears popped up throughout the process and how they dialed them back in. It's such a great conversation. All right. So here we go. Without any more delay, let's just do this thing. Introducing Tiffany and Shahana. Here we go. You want to introduce yourselves? Let us know who you are, where you are, and what y'all are up to? Like, what do y'all do aside from this, if anything? All right. My name is Tiffany, and uh, I am in Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, I am a full-time student right now, actually, outside of, outside of doing real estate. Nice. So what are you studying? I am getting my master's in criminal justice. Wow. Oh, yes. I did a... Um, well, that was one of my minors in undergrad. So I decided to go back and get some extra education just because. So yeah, so I'm doing that right now, full-time at master's level. I think one course is considered full-time and trust me, it's a lot. So for that, just that one course. So yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Congrats on that. That's awesome. I love knowing that. Yeah, it is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and Thank you. Uh, my name is Shahana. I am also in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I am also working in higher education. So I have been an assistant director of honors advising. So it's an honors program that I work with. I've been doing that for about seven years. And so um, it's really flexible, um, especially after, you know, doing something for so long, you're able to really kind of like, and we, we have, we have the same team for over seven years. So we all work very well together. So it's really helped me in this journey, uh, in real estate and with flipping houses. Yeah. That's cool. So let's talk about y'all's first flip because you just recently finished your first flip, sold your first flip. And we want all the information. We want all the nitty gritty. So let's start with how, how'd you guys find it? All right. So we are on several wholesalers list, right? So that was the way this house, I want to say came to us, but we were always watching like very closely. We were very adamant, like 
we are actively seeking a property, you know? So putting in the work um, and diving in on those that look like potential um, that were in our target areas or target neighborhoods that we learned from your program, of course. Yes. Okay. So you found it through that wholesaler and when you, what did you guys end up paying for it? So we ended up paying 80,000 for the home. Um, they were asking 89. And at that time, this was a, a seller's market, right? So we yeah. have been, I mean, gosh, I mean, it was getting to mm-hmm. the point to where, you know, you see a house just pop up on your radar, it's gone, you know, or there's yeah. several offers in already. And, you know, people were saying like, no contingencies and all these things. So, you know, after so much of that, we really even shifted our approach a little bit. And we were just all about, and you were talking in our private group, a lot about offers, you know, and so we were very inspired by that. We had to be very mm-hmm. courageous because it can feel very scary when you, it's your first flip yeah. to put in actual offers, but you need them to get somewhere, right? Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> so it's weird. We really had a lot of meetings where we were like just shifting and said, okay, this is how we're going to go about this, but we need to throw some offers out here. And that it also came to us during that time to where we were like, let's throw out more offers, offers, offers. Mm -hmm. And we still kept our contingency in place. So if somebody said, Hey, they didn't want to deal with our contingency. We just didn't want to deal with them. Yeah. 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 I love it. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, for us to have that, it it took a, a drastic mindset shift for me personally, I will say like, you know, and listening to you, it's just an offer. <laughs> like you're not buying the house. Like it's just like it's just an offer. And make sure you have a solid contingency in there. And if things don't work out, then pull out of it. You know what I mean? So, uh, like Shahana said, we 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 really shifted um, how we did things because houses were getting snatched up like this. Mm-hmm. And you know, we would just lose. We would lose out. Yeah. You know, we we weren't quick enough on the draw. We were new. We were a little you know yeah. scary about. Yeah. So we said, look here. We're here's we're gonna look at these houses with simple uh wholesale and we're gonna look at them. We're gonna say, hey, we wanna put in five or six offers on these properties, mm-hmm. and this is what we can do um contingent upon inspection. Yep. And the relationship with them was so great that they would come back and say, Well, this one's pending, this one's sold, uh, this one we can do this amount on, you know. This is our break. They would tell us their break. This is our break even. Like we're really trying not to lose on this one. This is our break even. And that's exactly how we got our first property. Yeah. Yeah. By they we it was actually one of the ones that we said, let's throw caution to the wind and just put these offers out there because they are simply that just offers. They're just offers. Everyone listen to that. Rewind. Listen to that again. They're just offers. Isn't it? It's it's like miraculous that you started making offers and you got a deal. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And no, I mean, it was less than a week, Mm -hmm. less than a week. Oh yeah. After we started making like, okay, we're offering. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the biggest, this is amazing. Okay. So the biggest shift had to happen in y'all's head. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Because, you, you know, and this happens all the time in real estate. I mean, it's happening now. The markets always are going to shift from one to another. I mean, if you study the history, it's going to have a very predictable history of ups and downs and bull and bear markets, just like anything else, economically speaking. So every time people are successful in those markets, they've shifted their mindset, they've strategized, they've educated themselves on what is going to be most successful or beneficial Mm -hmm. in this market. And then you also find yourself in it, like, okay, what works for me? What works for us and our company and how Mm -hmm. we want to do things? I think we a lot of times just allow ourselves to get stuck in all of the mumble jumbo, you know information or, you know, too much. You just get stuck and you get in that analysis place. And really, we just know that we're serious. We know our growth that we are looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, And we know that that's going to require consistently showing up. Yeah. 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 And you're in it, like you're playing the long game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, It's not about, there's such a different mentality between like really being methodical about things and trusting, trusting that journey, right. Trusting you're going to get there. And it's not going to be, it's not about the first one to the thing. It's about who's, who's standing five years later, (laughs) who's standing five years later that wants to be standing five years later. Yeah. That's right. 
I love that. Okay. So you got, I love, I had no idea it was within that first week of making offers that you guys do that deal. Okay. So 80K and what, so you had a, you had some contingencies, you had like inspection contingencies. We had an inspection contingency. Yes. And when you initially made the offer, did you have an idea of what you were thinking the renovations were going to be? Yes. Mm -hmm. So we uh, walked the property. We had uh, two construction companies, uh, uh, only two that we would have actually done the work with actually, you know, so not somebody random that we didn't plan on working with. Um, I think that's an important little like reminder because it's so easy to just think you can, Oh, let me just change my mind on X, Y, Z. And then you're shocked if somebody else contractor comes in and says, well, I do it for this much. Um, so that was important. Um, So we walked the property, inspected it. I'm changing my language around that too. If we say in our company, I don't like to say we walked it. I try to use, we inspected it because Mm -hmm. you can literally get into the routine of just walking it and not inspecting and diving in. We've learned. (laughs) So we inspected the property with two different general contracting construction companies and they came back pretty close. Both of them did. So we liked that. They both came back close. One was even more like detailed um, than the other one. But yeah, they came back at about, renovation budget was about 75K going into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then did that change after you went under contract? So things popped up type of stuff? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) of course. Yeah, yeah. Some things, yeah, a couple things popped up. Um, We did stay pretty close though. Yeah, We we were very uh, fortunate Mm -hmm. and there wasn't like, some disastrous issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like I said, we had the contingency in place. You know, yep. And so that, that, that really, really helped. Yep. But uh, we had, what was it? What was the thing that came up? Was it the termite damage? Yeah. That was the first thing that popped up. I believe, yeah. The, the termite, termite damage. damage. It yeah. wasn't active. So, okay. and uh, the contractor that we chose coincidentally has been a guy that we kind of started out with mm-hmm. and he's, uh, whenever we need him to come and walk a property with us or inspect the property, he's, he's Johnny on it, Yeah, you know, and he's, you know, like I say, he's very responsive and we, we got to know each other. We got into that whole contractor and owner type of relationship, you know, and, you know, bumped heads a little bit in there, Mm -hmm. which was to be expected on, you know, work styles and et cetera. But all in all, it it was uh, a really decent experience working with him. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so, yeah, he, he he would always preface if it was something he knew that was going to bother us or like make us freak out slightly. He would always preface a text with, OK, don't freak out. I'm like, well, you said that. First of all, don't leave with that. <laughs> well, now I'm freaking out. Right. You right. just set that golf ball on the tee right yeah. there. So now I'm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah but he he's like he would send pictures, you know, had some mm-hmm. termite damage and some uh, floor joists. Mm hmm. And we knew there was something. We knew it was something, yeah, though. Because, because it was when you walked over, it was a little turvy. Yeah. Got it. We never know. Like, we were like, okay, is this like, we didn't go in deep, deep on the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we knew that going into it, okay, contingency, you know, we had things set up and we knew that there was something that was going to be there. And yeah. they did go into, it was like, it had a crawl space. It didn't have a basement. Um, and it really was a pretty, I felt like it was a pretty simple house, structurally speaking, whatever that is, because you know, all kind of stuff can come up. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we found out that that in that area, it was due to thank goodness, just inactive termite damage. And it really wasn't that bad of a repair. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What other surprises came? Well, let me ask this. What did your repair budget end up being? So we actually ended up spending 77. It was 75. We spent 77. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm like, oh my God. I will say, I wanted to mention this though, too, when you were talking about it, like on the deal analyzer that you provide, um, it was great because there are so many, like you have so many categories and things to budget for in there. Right. Um, so that was good. So we actually over budgeted in a couple of other areas. Nice. So that ended up playing to our benefit as well nice. um, during this journey in the process too. So the funds yeah. were there and available um, for us to take care of the things that came up too. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So termite damage was a surprise. What other surprises came up in the renovation? Well, let's see. 
Oh, the property line. Oh, oh. my gosh. The fire damage. Oh. All right. And that's weird. I think the fire damage one first because yeah. that one's kind of yeah, weird. You would think that line. was obvious. You would think, oh, fire damage is obvious, right? Right. Again, like we walked it with two contractors. We had been in and out of the property a million times, even, you know, even, even throughout the flip. Yeah. The fire damage came up at the very end when the house was on the market. And we, yeah. Yes. So where yes. it was located was upstairs in the attic space. And it really was like, there were some, what do you call them? Like joists that were kind of um, like charred. Char. Oh, okay. Right. So it wasn't like, so, but people have, we had them clean out the attic space. We had, we had a whole HVAC oh, unit H- put yeah. in up in part the of it was up there. The furnace was up there. <laughs> In and out. We've worked on this area the entire time. Well, in the inspection, with the seller's inspection or the the buyer's inspection, uh, fire damage came up. Everybody was like, "Wait, are were you at the right property? Like, what are you talking?" About? Yeah, like, huh? Like, yeah, you, you know, some things are going to come back, yeah. right? But it's like fire damage. Like what? Yeah, oh, yeah. Weird. yeah, yeah. So we were like, okay, that's a huge miss, but. And this is a great story because it ended up, okay, of course, you know, when the buyer is getting it done and, you know, they're getting their inspection, they have their own contractors come in and they came back with an estimate for like $28,000. And yeah, it was ridiculous. And so nevertheless, um, we were able, it was something that could get taken care of uh, based on a structural engineer came in and said, we could take care of it for $1,200. $28,000. That's just like, yeah. So they just had to do, uh, we actually, like, I think gave them a credit towards, they could just uh, reinforce Sister the Sister Joyce and the yeah, trusses. Got it. With, with some true yeah. lock screws or something. It was really yeah. my. And it was something that our, our contractor said, you know, we got the, actually got the quote from him so mm-hmm. we could get the price benefit and said, hey. So they can use you know, our contractor. Hey, we, how much would you charge for this? You know what yeah. I mean? He was like, oh, this is be about 1200 bucks. Like, okay. So that's crazy. Yeah, so that was definitely a surprise. Yeah. I know, right? At yeah. the end, too, I'm like, at the why now? Yeah, why now? Oh, we thought we were doomsday. Oh like, yeah, this I was like, this is, is it. I was like, oh man, four story going down the drain. <laughs> so it was like, it was a mindset check, and we do that with each other a lot. Yeah. Uh, we do mindset checks with each other and balance each other out because yeah. it's if if you work if you have a partner, it's not going to be, it's going to be highly unlikely where both of you all are up at the same time. Right. Uh, right. Meaning <laughs> mood, meaning spirits, meaning, uh, you know, all the things, all the yeah. things that make the process run smoothly. So we try to, you know, when one is down and the other one's up, we try to bring, you know, that energy and say, Hey, you know, we can do this. You know, yeah. if you're not feeling it today, there are plenty of times where Shahana was like, you know what? I can't today. And it probably was, it was due to subcontractors and being tired of their ish and us saying like, you know what? She, I can't do it. So when you go, I was like, you know what? I'll take care of it today. I'll go over, and, you know, project manage and vice versa. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, that. you know, she has her things that get under her skin and, you know, which are not things that get under my skin and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. That know, part, that part. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) But the other, the other surprise that was like pretty major was uh, Shahana mentioned property line. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, so the house, you know, if you've seen the pictures of it, the house looks, it has this, everybody looks and says, Oh my goodness. Yeah. It sits on all this land, Mm -hmm. you know? And we thought that that land came with the house. Specifically. We assumed. Yeah, that came with the house and with good reason. Yeah. So here it was. So some of the siding on this little shed matched some of the height siding that was on the house. So Paver. we was like, okay, there were pavers that led from the house out to the shed. Grass had grown over it, but you know, yeah. educated, I guess, right? An assumption. We, we, yeah, yeah. So when we talked uh, with our our realtor, you know, she broke things down and she was like, well, here is your actual property line, and it kind of did this weird diagonal slant, slant yeah. cut thing and we were like huh? wait what what yeah and so by this time we we had already purchased the house right i think so we were yeah. like we, we had already purchased the house yeah yeah we was like okay <laughs> so we're just gonna have to work with it yeah and so the uh the shed was full of things mm-hmm. from the previous owner's house there was 
paperwork in there and yeah. files. So it was actually yeah. their property at once. Mm-hmm. So what they did was the whole thing was there. What they did was sold it, parceled it off in and three, three, three separate lots. Okay. Yeah. So we were like, well, let's out of curiosity, yeah. let's see who owns the lot that's right next to the house. Yeah. You would think it's the same person. No, no. So somebody owns the one that's right next to the house. And then the city owned the one that the shed was on. Yeah. All these three lots are like squeezed it know, was all just, in together. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, right. Like is the one right next to the house even buildable? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, those houses, it kind of, that's kind of shaped like, like a row house kind of, uh-huh. yeah. kind of like yeah. the row houses. Indy you know? does that in a lot of the upcoming areas are starting to build a lot more of those. Yeah. So they're fitting like container homes in some of the yeah, areas. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So but even our, even was. one of the contractors that we walked, he was interested. He was like, Hey, if you guys will sell that lot, I'll, I might be interested in this too. And we thought it was ours to sell at the time. Oh my goodness. So yeah, just, you know, I, I got a lesson. I got a lesson on uh, how to find your actual property lines. You know, you know the city city website. So no please, assumptions. please, please do not make assumptions. If there's mm-hmm. an empty lot next to your place, research it <laughs> to see if it's actually yours. Yes. So do y'all not get? So it's so interesting, right? State by state, it's different. Do y'all not get a survey, a property survey? No, it does mm-hmm. not automatically come with it. Nope. And in right. fact, yeah, that's interesting. It's a lender requirement. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. So See, it's, yeah. here it's like people will ask, okay, do you want to buy one? Do you want do you want to get one? Like they were get asking one. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had our like it's a lender requirement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I've heard in somebody else uh had something had a similar thing. Well, basically the property line like went right down the middle of her house. Oh, she didn't know until she was selling it. Oh, wow. Um, because there wasn't a survey. Exactly. Required. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, that's so yeah. interesting. I'm thinking, man, I'm never getting, I'm never buying a house anywhere without a survey because I've heard some weird, crazy things, yeah, right. even if it's not required. It's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. When did y'all find that out while y'all were selling it or while you like during the process? Like right after we, right after we bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We were like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So if it would have been required, it would have been excellent to have known. Oh, yeah. There you go. But the yeah. good thing, the one yeah. thing that did save us though, was that we used the lot size numbers that were provided. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so we did, that didn't change. So that was good. Right. But this but our, our vision, I know for me, I was like, okay, this is great. You know, if, if we get a family, then they can play, they can have all of this area. And so I had already envisioned that, but thank goodness. So we kind of also had to reframe like how we were going to put this out on the market because in our market research, that was one of the areas that we thought we had an advantage on. Originally we thought, okay, great. Well, it has all of this, this lot size, you mm-hmm. know? Well, when that like selling attribute went away for us. We had to say, okay, well, how can we reframe this? We knew that the home did not have a garage, which was popular in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but it had on-site like par- parking. It had like one spot that you could park on your own property and it was across from a park. So yeah. And there was some like extra parking right there, literally walk across the street, you're at the park and there's extra parking there. So we had to kind of mention those features because we yeah. wanted people to be able to see that. And, and coincidentally, the first offer that we received, um, she asked about the property line. That was like one of the first things that she asked about. And I was like, oh, and yeah. so I was glad. <laughs> I mean, we were also relieved and we were glad because, you know, we actually made sure we wanted to make it clear. We had our agent put information in there to make it clear. Cause we didn't want the same thing to happen to the buyer. Exactly. That happened to us. Right. Yeah. 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 That's so interesting. Okay. So you bought it for 80. When did you guys close on the purchase? Oh, was it April? May? April. End of April. Like April 26th. Okay. April 27th. Yep. So April 27th. Mm-hmm. Had your market started shifting? Mm-hmm. Most were like March, April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Shifting was did that. How did that feel? Were y'all were y'all freaked out? You're like, oh my God, we're up now we're under contract and now things are shifting and oh my gosh, or what? 
<laughs> me, Tiffany. Yes, I, I did. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, so what is this going to look like? And also we were in, we were flipping in an up and coming neighborhood mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. I know. So yeah. it was like, okay, what are we doing? Okay. Well, we're all in now. We're, we're 10 toes down, 20 toes down. Yeah. 20, 20 toes yeah. down. And, uh, <laughs> ooh, shoot your best shot. That's, that's just kind of how it was. You know, we, we did not get into this. We know it's not for the, the faint at heart and we know it's about risk, but we also know that it can be a, a wonderful, um, mm-hmm. reward as well. And so we just, it was that, it was at that moment that you have to put that, that fear aside because those are things you have no control over. Right. And say, we're going to do the best that we can. We're educated and we're going to make, uh, good sound business decisions for the property mm-hmm. and uh, look at our neighborhood and trust our research mm-hmm. and uh, trust each other. And we're going, we, we were confident in our ability to flip a house and make it look great because that is something that we have both envisioned in our lives for a long time. You know, we've watched, Lord knows we've watched enough flip shows mm-hmm. to live vicariously through them, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I was very confident in that. But, you know, uh, people will pay what the, what did you say always, Shahana? People will pay yeah. what the market yeah, dictates. Yeah. So regardless, you know what I mean? So it was just, you know, jump, yeah. you jump, you know? Yeah. And for me, it, um, so definitely I would have, I think a little bit of both. So I would have the moment. I was just like, is this really happening? But I was like, it's happening. <laughs> right. You know, I was like still so high from like, doing this and like, yeah. oh my gosh, we did it. We got it. And then it was like, but we kind of, because we were pulling the data, we kind of saw the shifts happening and change and it didn't stop us from putting in offers. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But then also we, I would also remind Tiffany and I, I am a big spreadsheet data. I love it. I will live inside of an Excel spreadsheet, wrap me up like a fitted <laughs> inside of it. And so a lot of times I would just refer back to like, you know, here's the way we're going to mitigate those risks. This is what we did. Remember, we, our numbers were conservative. We didn't buy this and go out. We refused to be completely outrageous with the ARV just because that's what people were getting. And yeah, that's great. But we knew this was our first flip. We weren't as experienced. And we also just knew there were so many potential unknowns that would come up. So we were high on the conservative end and trying to mitigate our risk early on. Yeah. There are so many ways we can do that, right? There are so many ways. And yes, this it, it is a risky, there's, there's risk in doing this. Yeah. But we can make smart, calculated decisions, right? <laughs> like, I'm but not trying to lose can. my money or no. anybody else's money. Like, that is not at all what we're trying to do. <laughs> That's it. There you go. That's it. I For mean, sure. like, listen to even you in the group when we talk about mitigating risk and you're all in. But before you go into it, what are those exit strategies? Like, that was... And, and, and I love that even in that meantime, in between time, um, before we bought this one, there was another, a post I think you had or a conversation and it was like, no, let's really for real, like walk through these exit strategies. Don't just put it out there because these are commonly spoken exit strategies. Mm-hmm. Will that work for you based on your credit? If you're going to get that cash out refi and what lender are you talking about potentially with? So that was also important for us in that risk mitigation process. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, and do we have exit strategies that could really work for us? For us. Yeah. It's for your protection and your lender's protection. Like if you're borrowing money from somebody, like we want to, that person, that private money lender, hard money lender, like they're helping this whole thing work. And so we want everybody to get paid back. And like, don't, don't be ask yourself. That's yes. right. Are you really going to be able to do that? That you know, that burr strategy, it's all over the place, but they don't say you got to nail that back. Like you got to know the back end thing, that back end financing. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's the most important part of it. If you don't know for sure that you're stuck, you're, you're not getting all that cash out that you thought you were getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is intended to help people feel more confident. And like, okay, I'm not stuck because that's a thing. Nobody wants to get stuck with the house, right? We all think, oh my God, what if nobody buys this house? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, maybe it turns into a rental or maybe you, you know, sell it on a wrap or on a finance, whatever. There are always other, there are always other options. Yeah. 
Okay. So you bought at the end of April and how long was the renovation process? Well, we estimated about the reno, just just the rental part. We estimated about four months. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, being in your course, you know, you had it. And I loved it because we would remind ourselves because it's easy to get lost in. You know, you walk with the contractor and they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to take four months. Yeah. And then as an investor, you have to say, okay, well, okay, what's the journey to, I mean, for us now, we've even learned like there was a utilities hiccup that put us, you know, behind like the first two to three weeks weeks out the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also the time on market that you told us research. What is the average days on market, you know, and then so put that in there. And then we knew that the market was shifting. So we anticipated even a little more than that, plus the the unknown that would come up with change orders and things of that nature. So I think we actually ended up budgeting out more like a six month timeline. Yeah. And we actually did come in. I think we were almost going to hit seven months. So we were at six months in a few weeks. It was everything from like purchase, like closing date until sold. Nice. Okay. So that puts you on the market October-ish. Oh no, that's, you sold in October-ish. You would have closed maybe in October. Yeah. 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 We sold and we closed November 3rd, 2nd, 3rd, something like that. It was a fast closing. Yeah. Very fast. So how did that feel when you guys put it on the market? What were you thinking? Debbie. Oh my God. First of all, that's a like, whole, that's a whole other fear. You just made a shift. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. A whole Look, other now fear. I'm shifting like, in my I know, seat. You're shifting in because it right shifted now. because it's like, yeah, it's new fears. Now it's like, okay, <laughs> new fear. We got through it. The house looks amazing. We've got great feedback. We've got it staged with the, the, the photography looks great. All of your friends and your family's like, oh my gosh, can't believe you did this. This looks fantastic. All the ladies in the group are like, wow, look at this. Now it's like, is this going to sell? Is no, is 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 someone else going to like it yeah. enough? Regardless, to buy it? yeah, yeah, you know. And how fast? How quickly mm-hmm. will they buy it? Yeah, you yeah. know. And then that to me, that was the biggest test of. And I know it was a bit irrational, but like that was the biggest test of. Did you pass or did you fail? Mm. And that was a oof. You know, I'm I'm heavy on mind stuff. I'm heavy, heavy, heavy which any struggle that I have goes to my mind first. And if I, and if it's, if it stays there too long, it's not great. I've learned that throughout my life, you know? So I try to do things to, to kind of counteract that. A lot of self-talk, a lot of uh, positive affirmations, a lot of meditating, a lot of, Oh, again, let me say self-talk again, you know, because we can tell ourselves the thing about it is we tell ourselves bad things Mm -hmm. all the time. Like on autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like how hard, it's very challenging. I'll speak for myself. It's very challenging to tell yourself good stuff. Yeah. I just read something you know? yesterday and it said, we're always, you know, our biggest own critic, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, but really work on being your your biggest cheerleader of yourself. How yeah. can we shift towards that? And that's really uncomfortable almost. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to be my biggest cheerleader. Like, yeah. it can feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So we have to definitely adapt. I know we were taken in, we are like mind blown by people's feedback. Anytime someone would see it or give us compliments, genuinely like humbled and like, yeah. whoa, wow. Yeah. You know? yeah. I get it. It was, sure. it was awesome to have that, that positive feedback. And then, you know, to have the result that we had whenever we did put it on the market and that that was just very, it, did, it does feel validating, but you know, this next time around, I, you know, it's not going to always be like that. Right. right. So I, I want to work on that, you know, and still just feeling like, you know, we're doing the best we can and yeah, just shifting as we need to and making the best decisions. Yeah. Yeah. It's trusting yourself. It's trusting, trusting yourself in the process. It all comes back to trusting yourself. I still, every time I put a house on the market for sale, I put a house on the market for like as a rental, it's such a vulnerable, it is the most vulnerable part for me. Oh my gosh. You said it. Yep. That's the word. Vulnerable. That's yep. the word. Yeah. But man, you can, you can do it. And then it, it's the, it's the best feeling in the world. I'm telling you today outside of, you know, getting married and having that be the happiest day of my life. Um, it is, and it's so, you feel so accomplished, um, but probably the biggest accomplishment of my life. Just, just saying like, 
we took our vision mm-hmm. and brought it to life. We took this house that was very ugly in the beginning and was left abandoned. And, mm-hmm. But someone used to live there. Someone used to love that house. Yeah. And to go in and say, okay, let's totally turn this thing yeah. all the way around. And to see it go from the before and after pictures, I actually put those together. Uh, they made me very misty eyed. Yeah. And I was just like, because the journey, you know, where you were on day, this day when you walked off the property, it was like, I don't care what happens to this property. I'm done, you know? And then you come back and say, you know, no, I'm going to love this thing, continue to love this thing back to life. Yeah. And that's what we did. So to see that come alive, like, like you always say, they'd be like, none of us, I mean, we're all special people, but none of us are like high and mighty to where no one can do what we're doing. You know what right. I mean? And I used to listen to you say that when we first joined your group, like listen to these women who have done three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 flips and say, you know, I'm no one special. You can do this. Yeah. And I used to think what it would feel like for me to sit on the other side of that and to say, and to give that feedback and that encouragement to somebody else Mm -hmm. and to have it be, uh, women empowered too. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, big, 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 big smiles all over the place. Um, Mm -hmm. just like you said, even, even putting it on the market, putting it on the market and then getting the feedback and then how quickly things turned around and it sold. Yeah. That was, that was just, yeah. There, there was, I think there was like this, um, it was hard to let go. Then we have that. Mm. We don't want to let it go. Yeah. I, Every time. Yeah. 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 We wow. literally, I was like, oh my gosh, we, we sat down in the staged furniture, you know, we're like, yeah. I just want to sit here for a little while. Yeah. You know, we kind of felt some kind of, we're like, oh my gosh, we have to say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think that that feeling right there is, is what makes the way the women in our group do things different than a lot of flips that you go into and you don't feel that, right? I think we have, the fact that we feel that connection with our properties, I think that speaks to what we're putting into them, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the part that even as Tiffany was reflecting about the property and the attention to that, you know, part of what we say is like, we also want to beautify communities. And so a lot of what people didn't see is that we really were serious about, because like we said, it was an up and coming area. Um, a lot of times like services aren't coming there and helping to like pick up trash. Like it has, it has to be the responsibility of who's there. And there was so much trash in the neighborhood and it was important for us to go in and put in that work. And we were picking it up, you know, several times we'd go out there and I'm telling you, like we bought the little trash picker upper things and we had our trash bags and we bought some of even things that were above and beyond and outside the renovation scope of work we were out there doing because we just genuinely cared care. about yeah. the home and what that home was bringing back now in that community. And neighbors would drive past and they would come out and some offered her son to help us. And mm-hmm. so we really loved that too. Like, yeah. you know, modeling that um, sure. felt really good. It felt really good because they got to see, like, we cared, people care. Right. Um, and then it was creating a certain energy in the neighborhood yes. um, as that house was coming back to life. Oh, yeah. Walk sure. in the talk. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me that that's how y'all operate at all. Okay. So did you guys get multiple offers? We got two offers on the first day, right? We had, mm-hmm. oh gosh, there were one, two, I think four showings on the first day. Four showings and on the first two day. two offers. Yeah. Um, and so the person that we went with, uh, and, and the offers, they were very different. Um, so one was more of like conventional financing. Um, they had a quicker closing timeline. Um, they had, you know, were of course a larger down payment then. What was it? They were very motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, our agent, I love how she really advocated for us whenever, you know, they came with a really short timeline for closing. Our agent was like, you know, is this, is this really realistic? Do you really feel like this can happen in this timeline? Mm-hmm. So I love that she did that for us. Um, and, and the other one I think was FHA. 
I believe. And um, they needed a little bit longer to close. They needed until like December to close. So it's been a while. And it was dependent upon the sale of a home. Of a, of a home. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, but they did offer 3K over. They, they offered, offered more. 3K over. Got it. Asked. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We so really the, the first person that actually uh, walked the house and uh, viewed it with their agent was the same person that got the house that yeah. bought it. Put, put the offer in. Yeah, she was there like full the price offer first thing in the morning. Like as soon as it hit the market, she was there literally like yeah. at nine ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> after it went after it went live, we went to the coffee shop that was around the corner. Like the neighborhood is really like a trendy, cute little neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's really going to be. Nice. Yeah. So we went around there, just kind of was taking everything in. Like okay. It's out of our hands now. And we started getting these updates to our phone, to, you know, through text to let us know whenever there was a, a showing that was booked. And I was like, you know, we had never seen that before. So it comes on the phone and it's like, the text said confirmed. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> our business line, I'm like, what does confirmed mean? I open it up and I read it and I still don't know what I'm reading. I'm like, wait a minute, confirmed. I was like, I was like, and who is this? It was a different yeah. um, realty company. And I yeah. was like, this is not our realty company. Like, like, yeah. wait a minute. And I was These like, there's a showing. It's like, well, I think that know? when we put it out there, we were just focused on in a week having open house the following oh, week. Oh, yeah, we didn't make it to open house. Yeah. Technically. So yeah. we weren't even thinking about, oh, yeah, people can really make appointments and get in there as soon as it's open. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, we didn't think about that. Yeah. I was I thinking everything. Tiffany's like, happens. what is confirmed? What is happening? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Who is confirmed and why are they, why do they only have like five digits? Right. Like, in their, <laughs> the number. And I'm like, what is going on? What is happening? But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was so quick, yeah. you know, and uh, we woke up the next day and our agent uh, sent us a text and she said, Hey, she's like, I think uh, we have an offer. Set, and I think it's a good one. She was like, hold tight. Yeah. And so she got the details and emailed them over and it was full price. Yeah. Like Shahana said, uh, conventional, quick closing. Yeah. We were like, whoa. So, and it's yeah. great. But at the same time, then you start once again, here goes your mind. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's another one. We got, another here one. we go. Oh, we got two offers. What if we accepted the wrong offer? What if just because one seems a certain way? Yep. And then you're like, well, will they ever come back if, if we have, to you know, you're like, uh-huh. you know, you're second guessing, yeah. you're saying, but you have to just keep moving forward right. and telling yourself, I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. Exactly. And trust, again, trusting the process. Trusting. Again, it's it's feel feel the fear and do it anyway. And in this and yeah. this time around, we were also considered because the market had now interest rates were at like what six seven percent. Uh-huh. So we ha- we were definitely a little bit different with this one being our first flip. We felt like we don't want to play any games and hold out and you know take a long time. So we definitely were like, accept yeah. and move it move it on. And she advised us on that. Our realtor, yeah. she was very good. She's like, I would. Since it's a full price offer, she's like, I wouldn't drag my feet on it. She was yeah. like, if everything works out on their end, I'd accept it. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is like, this is amazing that, you know, in this market that you got a full price offer in this quick, you yeah. know, so. And we did end up listing. Um, so our anticipated ARV was 220. Um, we actually ended up listing it at 235. Wow. Yeah. After the yeah. market shifted even. After, After the market month. shifted, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's and so we, cool. Okay, <laughs> and which was nerve wracking. Another nerve wracking the whole time. Everything <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> just don't 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 expect to be at ease at any point in this right. process. <laughs> Not until everyone has signed the documents at closing. I see, that's it. Yeah. And then you feel good, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'll totally do that again." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? For months, you putting you're putting yourself through this crap. It's crazy. <laughs> yes. I looked at Shahan. I was like, so we're we doing this again. And she's like, yeah, we're doing this again. <laughs> I love it. It's itching to do it again. Yeah. Come on. Oh, God. I love it. Okay. So I forgot to ask about the purchase price was 80K. 75K is the repair amount that you guys had. How did you guys finance it all? Oh, yeah. So private funding. Of course, we were so excited to um, be able to, we had lenders that we had already interviewed 
based on your recommendations. So we had a line of uh, lenders and we had their data, right? Their interest rates, their criteria that we were using while we were running the deal analysis. Um, But then we ended up funding it in a way that we didn't think we were. So it was private and it was actually from within the Flip Sisters community. So that was exciting uh, to be able to fund it that way. Um, It was pretty much almost 100% funded. Uh, We just paid like utilities and taxes. So that part of the carrying cost. So it was pretty much 100% funded. That's amazing. See? Totally possible. Totally possible. Totally possible. Whoever needs to hear that. Yeah. We are first time flippers and it is totally possible to, yeah. to have that happen. Yeah. And it, and it's all about relationship building too. So, so very grateful that everything worked out the way that it did for us and for our lender too. Yeah. And for, to build that bridge mm-hmm. and to have that connection now. So that's yeah, awesome I think it's important because a lot of times when we are in this seat and we are seeking funding, we're not, I don't know, we're, we, we kind of forget that people are actually out there looking to lend money. Like, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's just, important to remember that because, you know, it's just like, oh, people actually are one and they love investing in the realm of real estate versus, of course, like a savings account or stocks at times and bonds and things of that nature. So there is a huge market of people who are looking to lend even privately, um, not just your, you know, big company, hard money lenders. So I think that was like a good reminder um, for us Mm -hmm. and, and for people just to remember that people are actually looking to lend the funds. It's our job, like I feel, to do the data, mitigate risk, to, you know, be solid, communicate well and, you know, deliver on your word. And and, and I think it just it, it brings out. everybody together and everybody it it becomes that typical win, yeah. win, win, you know, across the board yeah. for you and your team. Indeed. Totally. Indeed. Yeah. OK. What did you all end up profiting? Thirty one. Thirty one thousand. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was more than what we anticipated. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. That is yeah. so awesome. I mean, really, congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. And I know that it's interesting because when we, we were in the process and sometimes when you're you're seeking lending and people are in different states, right? And we live in Indiana. So the cost of living in Indiana is typically afford more affordable. Of course, inflation is hitting everybody. That's you know subjective the percentages, but cost of living in Indiana is always known to be one of the more affordable states. And so even in the journey of lending, you know, some folks would give their opinions based on where they lived and the cost of living there. And they're like, Um, oh, you know, maybe you should have a bigger, you know, go for a bigger profit margin there. And the margin was still over 10%. So it was still meeting that mark. Um, But it was funny because then we were watching a recently watching a local flip show, um, Good Bones, I think it was. And they talk about their profit and she lives here in Indiana and she is profiting like 30 some, 20 some, 40 some. And so we felt like, wow, we were really right there within, you know, what's typically happening yeah. in our in our market too. Um, yeah, we were happy. I mean, it was more than what we wanted and we were, we were excited. I mean, I was excited not to I was just at one point I was in my mind, we were bracing for it. Just break even, just break even. Yeah. Just break even. Everyone goes through that. Oh my God. I'll be okay if we just break even. I'll be okay yes. if we just break even. Yes. There's always a moment in every flip where it's like, oh okay. my God. Yeah. Right. Yes. As long as we can do that, I'll be happy. Yeah. And so to have that kind of uh, profit come through, as Shahana said, you know, 10% or better. Yeah. It's just, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all were better than 10%. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's just, that's awesome. I'm so yeah. happy for y'all. Oh, we thank you. thank you so much. Did y'all celebrate? Did we really, really celebrate? You know what? When we closed, <laughs> we had to ask, answer it was, question. I know. When we caught, we, because let me tell you something. That's a little side note too. Celebrate yourself. Yes. And I'm preaching to the choir right now because it's, it's, it's hard to do. You get yeah. caught up in life and it's like, we did it. And we have to look at each other sometimes and be like, wait. Did we just close on a house? Yeah. Did we actually profit? Yeah. As well, we didn't just close; we profited as well. Yeah. So celebrate yourself. So people get into real estate for different reasons. We have our reasons, and just for to be an entrepreneur, period, is just for time freedom. You know, the money is great too, but when you own your time, like there's nothing like that. That's better than money. You know, and so uh, we were blessed enough to even, you know take a trip. We took a seven day trip to Key West. 
during the flip. During the flip. <laughs> and we did kind of like acknowledge that. We yeah. were like, okay, we're doing things on our terms, like yeah. how we want to do this. And we needed that trip in the midst of that. It was oh, very man. restorative. Yes, um, we, we, you know, our contractor reached out a couple of times, but that was also, it was fun because we were able to say, we're living this dream where we wanted to, be able to have it work while we're vacationing, you know, (laughs) that is huge. Seriously. Like this is a really big point, right? Because we say we'll do it when we'll Uh right. We'll take that trip. When we do that first flip, we'll take that. We'll go out to this fancy dinner. When we do that, Mm -hmm. it's like, do it now because it's, it's like the whole point is to do it now and stop putting things off because you're never going to, you're not going to do it then. You do it now. Someday yep. is like the killer of all things. It really is. Someday word, it, it, it just like, and we just learned that we're reading a book, and if yeah. we just learn that someday word, and it's just you know, t- and to have him like we're on a beach, and he sends us like, do you want this tile in the in the shower niche, or do you want this tile? And I'm like, we just selected this one, okay. <laughs> you know, and then to come back home and see it there it installed, it was yeah. beautiful, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, this and this is the life, like she said, this is the life that we have wanted always. Yeah. Yeah. For ourselves. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, be fortunate enough to have a partner that wants the same thing as you do. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that y'all celebrated somehow. It doesn't ever like, you know, it doesn't even have to be a big thing. It's just acknowledging. Cause I think a lot of people don't even, I think it's great that y'all are a partnership because I think it's easier to kind of be like, oh my God, we did this thing. But when somebody's by themselves and like, well, and they're, and they're kind of like quiet about it. And it's like, yeah, I did this thing. And it's like, you need to do something, like do something to acknowledge it. Just freaking celebrate what you just did. That's just, yeah. yeah. Cause it's huge. It's it a lot is. of it's managing people, yep. problems, problems and, and projects. Yes. <laughs> Credit to them. Bang. <laughs> and we, man. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We said it over and over again and, you know, going into it. Okay. This is what we're signing up for. Mm -hmm. We're going to be managing people, projects and problems. Are you ready? That's it. (laughs) Yes. And so, yeah, you, when you, when you do something that huge, yes, celebrate yourself because it is a huge thing that you've done, not just in the tangible sense, but mentally and emotionally. Right. Even more so mentally and emotionally. Right. Yeah. And I think we think that we're, at it alone sometimes, but another big lesson and reflection for me has been, um, it's been a team effort. It's been Mm -hmm. your program, Debbie, you know, advising us to get out and do interviews with people for lending, for contractors, you know, every part of it now for this, this project really brought out, I've always been in a line of work where I feel like I, I work with a team, but I also would kind of do my own thing the way I wanted to do it a lot. And in this one, I mean, even though you're looking at like, okay, well, we're the owners, we're making these decisions, but really you're, you're depending on other people to carry it out. So, um, I give so much credit to everybody who's been a part of the journey, the the lender, you know, the contractors, the subcontractors. Um, I also took that moment and Tiffany did too. We just really sat back and we're so thankful and grateful and realizing like, we think we're alone sometimes, but you're really not. And yeah. pay attention to those people who are here around you and supporting you in your journey. Shout out to the team, for yeah. sure. Shout out yeah. to the team. For sure. Yeah. For sure. A lot of times when we go at these things, um, especially if, you know, for us, like we're the first in our families to go after stuff like this of this caliber. So then you can even really feel another level of thinking in your mind that you're alone. Um, when, yeah. And so you start to realize like, okay, but let me just focus on who is here and who is helping. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like our agent right now, she's so excited. She's ready to still like schedule a dinner with us. She's like, I have to celebrate you all, you know? And that's amazing. So just really appreciate those people and recognize who who is helping, who is supporting you. Allow it, right? Just allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone has their zone, right? Everyone has their lane. And when we decide, oh, well, I'm just going to DIY this. Well, you're taking it away from somebody else who really gets a, not, not only are they better than you probably at that thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. but yeah. they get a lot of joy from it, right? Like yeah. let people shine Indeed. at what they enjoy doing, like let them shine. 
hearing the saying, um, you know, if you want something done, do it yourself. If you want it done the way, yeah, you know, and so like mm-hmm. having that ingrained in my mind and, you know, I feel like I'm a recovering type A is what I say. And, you know, there's been a lot of things I've learned, like <laughs> done better than perfect sometimes. Just having to let go um, has been big for me also in this yeah. journey. And it's helping me become closer to the vision that I see for myself. It, and it's really liberating. Um, you're kind of letting go of fears that you have and insecurities that you have when you're allowing others to help and step in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Amen to all of that. This has been so great. And here's the thing. Thank you for sharing your story because it really will touch people's lives. And you have no idea, right? You don't have any idea but people will hear it and they'll think, okay, so maybe I can, like, they sound nice. I'm nice. They were successful. I can be successful, right? Like I don't have to be this cutthroat. Everyone loses in order for me to win. There you go. Whatever they're going to hear something. So there were too many like awesome nuggets y'all said throughout. They're going to hear something that, that resonates with them. So thank you for just taking the time to share your story. Our pleasure. Yeah. And thanks for the platform. Mm, like you are doing wonderful things with these women that mm-hmm. we like. These women that are, you just instilled so much. You instilled mm-hmm. greatness in us mm. in, in ways that we thought about ourselves wow. like that we never would have. I, mm. I can speak for myself that I never would have, wow. you know, and I not come across your program and went all in and actually worked the program. Yeah. You know, and it actually, you know, was there in the group and listening to people's stories and watching mm-hmm. feedback and giving feedback yep. where I could. Yep. Like this platform and this thing that you have created. Oh, it's amazing. It's just going to keep giving back mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. in so many ways. So we just want to thank you. I think one of the reasons why y'all have been successful is that y'all did show up and you continue to show up. And you continue to engage in the group and right. You're not just, you're making it happen. You're making it happen. You guys are showing up and you're making it happen. So thank you for your kind words. It makes me cry. I appreciate, I know I do. I appreciate you saying it's funny because like, like Tiffany was talking about my students earlier and my students, you know, they'll come back around and they'll say, they'll put, give me all this credit. And I'm like, and I always, I come back. I'm like, no, but really. And I, I mean it, you did the work, right? but, but in this moment, I'm the student (laughs) in front of you. And I feel adamant about as well, like what you created in the space that you've created. Mm. It's just something like universal, the energy of what you have and how it just worked. I mean, cause I'm speaking from I've done so many things in real estate. And it was like that story of almost, but not quite, almost, but not quite, you know, opportunity getting, you know, turned into something else for somebody that I worked for and and I made this up or I came up with, and then it was just, boom, go away. It would go away. It would go away. And over a decade of that, you know, in so many different ways and trying to find my way in real estate, but really scared to truly sit in the owner's seat. There was like still a lot of doubt, still a lot of like, do I really fit in that? Like, is that really for me? I dream about it. I read books and do research and I could just do this with no money. Like, you know, I love this field. And I knew in my spirit that this is what I felt called to is just investing in the realm of real estate has just been something that, I mean, I wanted to, to major in it when I was in college. And at the time there, it didn't even exist at that time. And now students can major in real estate development and all kinds of things. So this program for me, like somebody who has put in, like, I'm talking, oh my God, decade and a half or so of, and, and I know people have talked about that in the group where it's like, we watch on the sidelines, but I mean, I was an operations manager of a construction company and I helped the owner who worked with investors all over the world, not just Indiana or, you know, in Israel and all kinds of places. And it was so much that I was doing just on the sideline. I was always, it was always a him, always his helper, someone's helper, some man's helper um, in orchestrating these things with ideas and creative ways, but still there was something missing. And I, when we came across your podcast, and we came across the information there, something just like, I don't know, it's like, it sucked us in. Like, yeah. 
This is, this is the space Mm, that you need to that will help truly cultivate what's inside of you and accept you for who you are under, have a deeper understanding of our space as women mm-hmm. in this area. Um, Cause a lot of people, even, even if they're not doing it intentionally still are putting you in a certain side pocket, yeah. you know? And so yep. I don't, it's just still, it's something about like, it helps to just have somebody who is genuine and has created this space. And like you, you poured so much into that space, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Absolutely. you. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you for showing up and thank you for being a big part of right why the community is as awesome as it is. So love the community. you guys, thank you. I appreciate it. I do. Thank you for your super kind words. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. Debbie. Y'all rock. I love you guys. Well, love you too. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye y'all. Yes. That episode was longer than usual and yes, it was necessary. And here's the thing. We talked for like two hours. So we got it down to an hour. That's pretty darn good. (laughs) What an awesome conversation though. Really talking about being the first in your family to go do something big like this and really working on what's going on in your head when you're going through this process of flipping a house. I can say it until I'm blue in the face that this is about the transformation of you as you go transform a house. And this episode just hit on all of that. What an awesome conversation. Thanks again, you guys. Um, And look, if you're sitting on the sideline thinking you can't possibly do this, Nobody in your family or around you has ever done anything like this. Yeah, you can. Of course you can. We got you. We'll show you how. And we'll support you every day along the way. All right. Go to herfirstflip.com and schedule a call with me or my team. All right. Okay. Until next time, go out there. Flip houses like a girl. Leave people and places better than you find them. And make it a great day. Bye, y'all.